let's see, depending on when you're listening to this, you're either still counting the days till the end, or if it's a little later, you're in the end, which means hopefully you're having fun for summer break. Yes, somehow we have made it to the end of the most challenging school year ever. So if you're still counting the days, all right, you're getting there. And if you're already listening, having fun, hey, keep on doing it. You, we deserve it after this insane year. So we say welcome or welcome back to the Yearbooking Report podcast. My name is Scott Giese. I am a Jostens Yearbooks representative for the last 22 years. I've been a journalist for the last 40 years and counting, long time there. And it's all about the storytelling, as I like to say, and that's what we do with a great yearbook. And I know a lot of folks have done a terrific job under extreme circumstances this year. So let me say congratulations, wherever you're listening from, whatever yearbook staff you worked with, congratulations for getting through this year. Congratulations for hopefully telling lots of great stories, including maybe some things you've really never done before because all that other stuff got canceled. That normally gets covered in the book, right? Well, hopefully you've had a great year. And so we're uh, doing a May episode here, which is going to be actually sort of for the summer. And to wrap up, hard to believe this is the end of our third season of the Yearbooking Report. But to wrap things up here, we decided we want to do something different. Now, over the last three years, we've talked to a lot of people. We've talked to yearbook experts. We've talked to journalism experts. We've talked to top yearbook advisors, high school, middle school, all kinds of great folks. We've talked to some of our Jostens experts, and we've learned a lot. But we've never before talked to students. And so as the school year is concluding, the most challenging school year ever was concluding, we thought, let's see if we can talk to some yearbook students, some editors, some upperclassmen to get their responses to this year, how it went, what they did, advice for the future, and so on. And so where I work in central and northern Pennsylvania, I put the word out, and I was able to find three intrepid volunteers willing to get on a Zoom call with me and talk about this crazy year we've dealt with and this yearbook that we've dealt with. And so we're going to introduce these three young ladies to you. Yep, the first thing I'm going to say is, where are the boys? All right, I've been saying that for years. A lot of girls on yearbook staffs. Where are the boys? But our three guests today, Jocelyn, Caitlin, and Caroline, are terrific young ladies, and they did a great job with each of their yearbooks this year. So stay tuned. We're going to have some very interesting thoughts and perspectives and ideas from them as you listen along. But first off, we're going to find out something about themselves, something about their schools, something about their yearbook for this year. So let's get started. All right, now we're going to do something we've never done before here on the program. We've been doing this for three years, and we're going into a summer break, probably the best summer break we've ever had because we're all sick to death of COVID. Yes. We're going to go into summer break with a feature where we're not talking to experts, we're not talking to advisors, we're not talking to Jostin's people, we're not talking to college people, and so on. We're talking to students, people that make the yearbook, or at least I hope that's the case in most schools, the people that make the book. And we have three folks who have bravely volunteered to join us. Once again, I always find myself saying, where are the boys? All right, we've got three girls here, but that's okay. Not a big deal. 
Now, girls, first off, we're going to kind of go around the horn a little bit. And Caroline, we'll start with you, okay? Let's do sort of an introduction. You know, tell us, you know, who you, what's your name, who you are, where you're from, uh, maybe a little bit about your town or maybe about what you're studying and that sort of thing. Something about yourself, all right? So, Caroline, why don't you go first? Tell us about yourself. Hi, my name is Caroline Spar. I'm a junior at Danville Area Senior High School. Um, Danville is a rural town. We have a population about like um, 3,000 and um, it's a very tight-knit community, I'd say. We, um, uh, at our yearbook, we mostly cover uh, sports and like student activities like other yearbooks do, but I would say we're centered around like athletics a lot and um, also our arts programs. Um, okay. Now, yeah. yearbook in sports is probably every yearbook out there. <laughs> it really, yeah. really, really is, you know? But I tell you what, I love your book because you do take time to tell stories. I see a lot of interesting student stories in your book. And of course, you have a terrific advisor, Mrs. Kepler. I don't know, does a lot of that come from Mrs. Kepler or do you guys just think we want to go tell a lot of stories? I would say that our copy is mostly focused around that story storytelling kind of um, uh, way of like writing. Uh, and Kepler definitely encourages us to do so. I think it makes the book more interesting and uh, it really isn't just about the stats and the facts. We try to go in and see what people actually feel about the events, how like how it made them feel. Um, what they can take out of it, what they can learn from it. And I think that's what kind of sets our book apart from others. Um, yeah. All right. Now I'm just curious. You referred to her as Kepler. Oh, yeah. Um, no one really calls her Mrs. Kepler in your book. I'm not really sure how it goes for her in English classes, but uh, <laughs> he goes by Kep Kepler. Um, it, it works. And if it's fine with her, it's fine. All right. No yeah. Problem. All right, Caitlin, let's switch to do what's uh, switch to you. That is all right. Tell us, you know, who, who you are, something about yourself, uh, your town and so on. Tell us about yourself. Go ahead. Uh, my name is Caitlin Berkey and I'm a senior at Belfont area high school. Um, Belfont is located right outside state college. So Penn state, um, we have about 600 people in our school, um, between 600 and 800. Um, and we really, our school is really centered around tradition. So we really try to do the same things every year and cover the same things. Now, also, uh, maybe one question I forgot to ask Caroline is, all right, you're obviously involved in yearbook and you do a terrific job, but I believe, are you a, a, a like color guard? I mean, what, what are some other things that you do? Um, I'm a baton twirler and I'm actually gonna be twirling at Penn State with the blue band next football season. So that's super exciting. Oh, wow. Now that's assuming that people can actually walk into Beaver Stadium, right? Yes, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on, 100 and what is it, 7,000 people. Yeah. Now, what I'm trying to think, the lead the lead twirler has a name. There's like a title for the lead twirler. What yeah, is that? so the lead twirler is called the Blue Sapphire, and then the touch of blue is like the line. So there's usually about like between 10 and 14 girls on the line. All right, so you're going to be part of the line. Yes. How do you get to be the blue sapphire? Um, you have to audition every year. So this year, all the auditions were over Zoom. 
for you to send in a video and then they'd let you know. That's no fair. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, you got to do that on the field or something, right? Okay. All right, let's jump to Jocelyn. All right, Jocelyn, you're third. Tell us now, Jocelyn, we're, first of all, we're, we're using Zoom to record this interview and Jocelyn's actually in a car, <laughs> which is interesting. All right, so Jocelyn, go ahead, activate your mic there because I might be a little noisy, but tell us something about yourself, your school, uh, what do you like to do and so on, go ahead. My name's Jocelyn, I go to Altoona, I'm a senior. Um, I'm the editor-in-chief of our yearbook staff and I'm also a reporter on the newspaper staff. Um, we have a pretty big school. I don't know what the number is, but it's a couple thousand. Um, our graduating class is like 600 students, I wanna say. So it's a pretty big school. Um, our yearbook used to be pretty traditional where we would do it in like groups, but the past two years we've been trying to change that up. This year we did a chronological book. Um, I'm not really in sports, but our school is pretty big on sports. And yes, I'm in a car. Sorry. I don't know if you can hear me. But like <laughs> we pulled over, so we're good. Okay. That works. Now, Jocelyn, okay. one question I have for you is this. Now you're a senior, is that correct? Yeah. Okay. I really felt for your group because back last summer, here's this brand new high school building sitting there waiting to be used and you guys were all remote until when exactly do you remember we were we were off and on so last year we went completely remote for the rest of the year and then it was like that until like right before christmas or thanksgiving break we were in school for less than a week and then we got sent back to virtual again then we were hybrid during february and then we went back full in person just like a month or two ago so we really haven't been in school we just got in school like a couple months ago i mean have you actually been able to be through all of your brand new building or you just haven't had time to do that yet well i have community service with Ms. vanish as well as newspaper and yearbook so i'm with her five out of eight periods a day so i do a lot of running so i've seen the building but i don't know about everybody else yeah that's crazy brand new school spends tens of millions of dollars for a brand new building and it sits there empty <laughs> yeah. there's, something, there's something wrong there folks just something wrong okay girls um well i tell you what jocelyn let's kind of go backwards here a little bit now right now we're recording this in late april you and your group are still working on your book all right this year you folks opted for a summer delivery um, tell us about this year's book. Tell us about this book. You know, if you want to brag a little, go ahead. Tell us about it. Um, this year's theme is picture this. So we used a lot of photography in our book, which has been hard because we haven't been in school. So we had to pretty much throw traditional spreads in the trash and start from scratch. And so a lot of our spreads are stuff that we wouldn't have room for before because a lot of our sports have been like moved around or canceled or changed. So like, we have a lot more interaction with students this year than we would get to like versus other years because it's not just athletes. It's not just music and it's not just like the arts program. It's everybody. So we did a lot of that. Um, and we did a chronological book this year. So even if things get canceled or things get moved around, like we just keep going. So it's kind of like a seasonal book. So we have dividers that, from summer we have one from spring fall 
in winter. And then summer we picked up from last year because we didn't get to finish our supplement. So we just kind of picked that up on this year's book. And then our book is going to be coming out. Of there you go. All right. And it's going to be a dynamite. And we won't book. be finishing that until after graduation. From... Would you say, I'm sorry. I said, your book is going to be a dynamite book this year. I've seen it. It looks really, really good. All right. Considering yeah. all the roadblocks that have been thrown in your way this year, I think it's going to be really great. Now, let me swing back over to Caroline, because again, it's interesting. Here we are in late April is when we're recording this. And Caroline, your school is now remote. Everybody just got thrown home. Is that correct? Yeah. Um, yesterday at one o'clock, we got dismissed for the week. I'm not sure how long that's going to last, but um, I would say we're going to be home until Friday at least. Friday. Now again, we're here at the. We're, it's this is the last week of April. So if somebody's listening in May, hopefully Caroline and her friends are back in school by this point. All right, fingers firmly crossed. Caroline, you told me your school is planning to have a prom on yeah, May eight, May eighth, I believe. Right. Yes. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. I can see the look on your face. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Tell us about your book this year. You know, maybe what was the theme? You know, what, how, how the book, how's the book look this year? Well, so today, uh, our theme this year is coming together as one. Um, we did a lot of um, kind of um, pixelated kind of ideas. Like on our front cover, we have our logo for our school. And then we have um, a bunch of pictures that we had students send in. So it kind of looks like pixels on the cover and it's all like technology kind of based, if that makes sense throughout the book. Um, or at least that's what we were trying to go for just because everything's been remote and we were kind of expecting to have a year where we didn't really get to come into school and the whole thing was going to be online. So it was very individualized actually. So we'd interview people, not really as a team, we kind of pick one athlete, which was really different for us this year, because normally we try to include as many people like as possible from the teams. And we really focus on like how they were able to overcome stuff, obviously with a pandemic. And then also like, what was their story behind um, like their sport? Like how did they become the athlete they are? And same with like theater and other activities we have like music and stuff. Um, uh, yeah. All right. Let me jump in. Um, I mean, actually that's not a bad strategy. You talked about, you kind of focused on somebody because there was such uncertainty back in the fall. We didn't know what was going to get canceled. What wasn't going to happen. And there were a whole bunch of things that didn't happen. So I think the idea of kind of focusing on somebody rather than trying to go for a lot of people this year. I think maybe that was a wise move. Now, back in the fall, did you guys honestly think you might be remote all year? Yeah, we talked about um, working, so working to get more like copy heavy rather than photos, because we thought, oh, there's not going to be events to take pictures of. We definitely cut down the amount of pages we had because we didn't think we'd be able to cover much. Um, uh we just, we kind of planned for the worst. And I feel like under the circumstances, our book has turned out really well. Um, 
but we definitely did plan to not be here most of the year. Well, this year, that's not a bad plan. All right. Yeah. It wasn't a bad plan. Caitlin, let's jump to you. All right. Now I've seen your book and it's dynamite. My goodness. Uh, tell us about your book. Tell us about the theme. Did you have some of these difficulties that Jocelyn and Caroline have talked about? How'd it go for you? Um, so this year's theme is this is who we are and everything in between. So we really carried out the and symbol throughout the book as well as we have like a red gradient bar that goes from like light red to dark red on the front. So we put that through the book. So you progress through the book. Um, the red gets darker. Um, fortunately, we've been able to have most of all of our events this year. And the events we didn't have, we replaced those pages with different modules and graphs and stuff and interviewing people to get everyone's story this year. All right. Yes, this has been such a bizarre year, girls, which you know. Um, you know, Caitlin, you and I kind of live close to each other, right? We don't live that far apart. And yeah, there have been a lot of students kind of all in. Meanwhile, if I go to my friend Jocelyn there in Altoona, nothing. They were remote for months. And now, Caroline, here you are. You're remote this week as we're recording this again, which is crazy. It's different everywhere you go. Um, I mean, what was the, let's stick with Caitlin here. What, maybe what was the biggest challenge for you and your group this year with all the insanity that you had to deal with? Um, I think just the fear of like, when were we going to get sent home again? Um, we got sent home last week for a week because our baseball team uh, got, came down with COVID. Um, so it was just kind of like planning, like, you know, when are we going to come back? Are we be able to get pictures of our spring events? So just really preparing for the unknown. Is that the whole baseball team? Um, a few of them got it. So we had enough cases to shut down the school. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Okay. So recently, all three of you have been still hit with this problem. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. We'll get back to more of our Yearbooking Report podcast as we talk with some terrific yearbook students this year. Coming up in just a moment, the girls are going to talk about, among other things, why they decided to join Yearbook in the first place, maybe some things that they learned from this crazy year we've been in, and then a six-letter word that I've been hearing way too often in virtually every school out there this year. I wanted to get the girls' reaction to this word. I know you've heard it. If you work in a school or go to a school, you've heard this word or you felt this word. So we'll get back to more of that here in just a bit. Now, summertime. Yeah, we want to go. We want to have fun. We want to cut loose safely, of course, all that sort of thing. But it's never too soon to start preparing for next year's yearbook. Now, hopefully, fingers firmly crossed, Next year is going to be a lot more of a so-called normal year than this year was. Now, as we're doing this here in May, we have no idea. Uh, September may come and we may have restrictions again and masks and all that. We have no idea. Let's hope not. Let's hope not. All right. But maybe getting an early start on things will kind of ease the stress when the new school year eventually begins, depending on where you are, either in August or September. Now we at Johnson's have a lot of opportunities to do some terrific yearbooking work this summer. Now if you're listening to this early here in the month of May, we still have our free Johnson's spring premieres with our Johnson's ambassadors and our Johnson's cams. We have some dates in mid-May, we have dates at the start of June. So if you're listening to this early, if you will, 
and somehow you don't know about this, absolutely contact your Johnson's representative, ask them for the information. This is a free event. It's actually pretty terrific. Our folks have done a great job with this to help folks get started. Now, coming in mid-July, our terrific event that we've had for so many years now, Jostens Advisor University. Now, once again this year, it's going to be remote. It's going to be online, July 13, 14, and 15, with the possibility of a fourth day on July 16. Now, as you can probably tell, Jostens Advisor University is for advisors. All right. 13, 14, 15 for advisors only. But that extra day on the 16th, if you're interested, advisors and your top editors can take part in a special day aimed just at them. Jostens Advisor University brings together some of the top yearbook advisors and experts anywhere for this event. And, well, anybody can sign up. High school advisors, college advisors, middle school advisors. Even if you're intrepid, an elementary school advisor, if you have a terrific yearbook or you want to make one, then JAU is your event. Now, here's a website, jostens.com slash yearbook events, all one word, jostens.com slash yearbook events. Anybody can go to JAU, by the way. You don't necessarily have to be a Jostin school. Anyone can go. Go to the website, look for the link for JAU. While you're there, check out some of the other cool links too. There's a lot of great things coming up. But check out the JAU link. Now here's one thing. Last year, remember a year ago, everything was just totally insane. Just nuts. We had no idea what was going on. Last year's JAU was wide open and free. This year there is a charge, but it is an extremely affordable charge. I mean, keep in mind, there's no hotel room to worry about, no meals to worry about, no transportation to worry about. It is a very affordable thing. So check out JAU, sign up, easy to do on the website. After the event, you will receive video links for every single breakout and activity that was part of this year's JAU. So even if you didn't get to do everything live, afterwards you can check out whatever you like. I mean, we're talking a wealth of terrific yearbook information. If you're a yearbook advisor and you're thinking, I really like this, or I just want to do a better job, JAU is an event you must attend. Once again, Jostens.com slash yearbook events. Look for the JAU link, sign up, and then get ready because next year, thanks to this event and your hard work, you're going to make the best yearbook you have ever made. Now, once again, here on the podcast, we're talking to three terrific young ladies who were yearbook leaders in their school this year. Some very interesting questions for them coming up. So here we go. All right, here's a question for you, and Caitlin, we'll stick with you here. Um, all right, why did you sign up for yearbook in the first place? I don't know. First off, how many years have you been doing it, and why did you sign up for it in the first place? I'm just curious. Um, so at the time when I signed up, you had to be a sophomore or older to sign up at our school. Um, but now we change that to anyone can join. So this is my third year in yearbook and my second year being an editor. And I really just like photography. My mom always had a camera at home and always taking pictures. So I said, why not? And I did it. All right. Jocelyn, let's jump to you. Now, you mentioned earlier, you not only do yearbook, you do newspaper. I mean, you do a lot of stuff there at Altoona. So Jocelyn, when you first started, whenever that was, why did you sign up for yearbook? Why did you decide to become part of that group? 
So at first I didn't have any interest in yearbook whatsoever. Whenever I was in like eighth grade, um, my English teacher at the time signed me up for intro to news, which Ms. Vanish taught at the junior high. And then I switched over to high school and that our high school works. You go to ninth grade and then junior high and then 10th grade starts the high school. And the advisor at the time at the high school was in charge of the newspaper and the yearbook. And that's Mr. Baker and he left. And then Ms. Vanish ended up coming over and my sophomore year, her staff only had, I think three or four people. So a lot of the newspaper staff ended up helping. And then my junior year, she asked me if I would join the staff. I joined the staff and she made me an editor. I was an associate editor that year. And then this year I became the editor in chief and we don't have a very big staff, but um, it's bigger than her first year. So I've been doing yearbook for two years and I've been doing newspaper for four and they go really hand in hand because she teaches both classes. So I get to double up on a lot of my stuff and use a lot of the same stuff. So I like, I write a lot of stories and then I get to use them on my spreads. Sure. Double up. Why not? You got one thing, you go in two directions. That's a good plan. That's a great idea. All right, Caroline, let's go to you. All right. Why did you originally, how long have you been doing this? And why did you originally sign up for yearbook? So I started doing yearbook sophomore year. Um, I just saw it on the electives, English electives site for our um, uh, course selection guide and just signed up. Um, there's not really much to the story, but that's just how it happened. No, you're being honest. Yeah. Okay. That's fun. That's kind of what I was looking for. You know, some folks are just gung ho for your book when they jump in and some folks just, Oh, here I am. You know, that sort of a thing. You sounded like a, here I am girl, but now you've taken, I mean, what grabbed you after you joined in? Cause here you are, you're an editor. Now you you've done a lot of stuff. Um, well, actually I'm not an editor right now. I will be next year. Um, but I feel like with your book, I've just learned a lot of things and I've gotten a lot about a lot out of it. Um, I didn't really know how to use a camera when I first got to your book. And I feel like my photography skills have gotten a lot better. And with my writing skills too, they've improved a lot. And it's just kind of a different style too, um, rather than just sticking with the regular like um, research paper or regular prompts you get in an English class, I think it's more fun to like tell the story like we do in our yearbook. And I think it's just really interesting just to see what have, different people have to say. And I feel like you get to talk to a lot of different people that you normally wouldn't socialize to through it. And I think that's just a really cool aspect of it. All right, now that's a good question. Now, Caroline, you just answered it. So let me jump to Caitlin now. Caitlin, what is something you learned in your book that you are absolutely going to use at the next level? Now, for you, that's going to be, you mentioned college this fall. Is there something you did or learned in your book you know you're going to be able to use it at the next level? Um, I think just being able to make those connections with different people. I mean, in your book, you're constantly emailing people, interviewing people, and you know, just talking to people you might not usually talk to without your books. So I think that's definitely something I'll take to college with me. All right, and let me jump to Jocelyn. Now, Jocelyn, you mentioned you're busy. I mean, you're doing a lot of writing, yearbook, newspaper, lots of stuff. What is something you've learned as part of yearbook or maybe newspaper, we can connect those two, that you know you're going to be able to use maybe really well at the next level? What, what's something for you? 
Um, yeah, just kind of like everyone else said, I learned a lot of like communication skills with people and I've made a lot of connections with a lot of teachers and like they recognize me and that gets me into like a personal bond with them. So whenever I need to talk to them, it makes it a little bit more comfortable. And I've also learned like a lot of email skills and just like how to keep a conversation going because of like interview questions and stuff. And I've gotten complimented a bunch of times on like how I format my emails and stuff. And I learned all of that through your book. Yeah. A lot of good stuff. All three of you mentioned a lot of great stuff that you're going to be able to use at the next level. Like, yes, that's it. That's it. All right. Now we talked a little bit about photography or each one of you sort of mentioned photography and I don't know about girls. Let's find out. I've had a lot of yearbook staffs really struggle to get photos this year. So uh, Jocelyn, we got you. Let's stick with you first. Did your group really struggle to get photos this year? And how'd you deal with that? Um, we struggled getting people to want to go out and get pictures more than anything. And it was also kind of hard because we were only allowed to have one photographer at an event at a time because we only got one special pass. So it was like newspaper in your book. We had to like split where we were allowed to go. And like we had to plan that ahead of time. And at the end, we ended up getting pictures of everything. So there's not anything that we like left out, but it was hard getting Okay. Yeah. A lot of schools have really, how do I want to phrase this? A lot of schools have really been strict with who can go to events. You know, only one person can go. And in some schools, not even one person could go. I've had yearbook staffs. They weren't able to go to anything. They weren't allowed in the gym. They weren't allowed inside of some other type of an event. Now, Caroline, let's go to you next. I mean, was, were photos a real struggle for your group this year and how'd you deal with it? Well, as I mentioned earlier, our book was definitely more copy heavy, but we were also really fortunate because our administration um, allowed yearbook staff to come in and take pictures and coaches were very accommodating of that. Um, our staff too, it's great. Like people want to go out and cover things. We don't really have the problem of people saying, oh, I want to stay home because I, like no one was really that concerned about taking pictures and getting COVID. Um, so we actually ended up with a good amount of pictures this year. I wouldn't say that was a huge problem for us. Um, so yeah. All right, Caitlin, let's jump to you. Now in your particular situation, I've seen a lot of pictures on your pages. So I'm thinking these guys didn't have any problems. Now, am I right? Am I wrong? How did you deal with that? Um, so just like Jocelyn said, um, our administration was kind of strict on where we could go, when we could go. So we had to really plan in advance what sporting events we would go to. And also this year, I am the only returning member on my staff. Um, so making sure those kids got out there and was able to practice the camera was kind of a struggle too when only one person could go. Um, but we were fortunately were able to cover everything unmissed COVID. Okay. Now, this was kind of touched on, I can't remember, it might have been Jocelyn, I can't recall who touched on this. Um, but I'm curious for a student perspective on this. And girls, I want you to be honest. All right, don't tell me what I want to hear. Okay, I want you to be honest. Now, in my in my line of work, of course, I deal with your advisors. Now, Caitlin, we'll start with you. Of course, you have Mr. Weigold, who is an outstanding advisor. Um, 
a word I've heard way too often this year, more than I've ever heard in any prior year, is the word apathy. And I assume all three of you know what that word means. Apathy. I don't care. And I'm not necessarily talking about your book. I'm talking across the board. Any class, activities, school in general, all that stuff. Now, Caitlin, let's start with you. Um, think about your school. Now, don't obviously name names or anything, nothing like that. But think about your school. Did you have an apathy problem this year? I'm, and, and if so, how, how did you deal with it? Um, so honestly, at my school, we've had a lack of apathy. Um, we kind of just been on our own this year, um, unfortunately. So we really had to like push ourselves to really keep motivated this year. Any, I mean, what, how did you do that? Or how did the school do that? Um, so really just keeping the morale high, um, having spirit weeks here and there, and, you know, having school, different school events we were able to have. And making sure yearbook, I mean, we've really made yearbook relevant this year. So always having something on the announcements or going around into classrooms and just keeping the spirits high. All right. Now, Caitlin, you're graduating. All right. You're obviously yeah. going off to college. Let's think about next year. All right. I assume with my fingers firmly crossed that come September, we're sort of going to be, quote, normal again, kind of, hopefully normal. I don't know. Do you think, just an opinion. Do you think this year will affect next year's students or do you think they'll just bounce back and, and go to where it was before? Um, I think, I know at least for us, we're kind of really struggling to get people involved in yearbook. And I think that's just hard this year because we weren't able to do a lot of our normal things. Um, but I think we'll be able to bounce back and things will be good. All right, Jocelyn, let's jump to you. Same question. All right, now, Jocelyn, of the three here, you've got by far the largest school. All right, Altoona is definitely the largest school. Um, apathy, a problem at Altoona this year? How, how did folks deal with that? Um, I think, honestly, across the board, apathy is pretty big everywhere right now. I've definitely noticed it a lot in our school. Um, right now, uh, I was talking to Ms. Vanish, and we have a lot of people coming on the staff next year on both staffs. So I think like publication wise, those are the kids who want to be involved and they're like the go-getters and they like want to always do the most. And I'm not saying that not all kids are like that, but I just think a lot of people are losing motivation just because it's hard. So in order to kind of try to avoid that, we've planned out a senior week and we're sponsoring a week full of events for our seniors that's going to double as a fundraiser for our newspaper. And it's going to kind of not make up, but try to make up for all the stuff that we missed this year and it's just like a bunch of events and there's like a theme day in there and it's just a bunch of stuff that we've never done before and so that's what we're working on and that's going to happen the week of our prom and then that's going to like lead up to prom and make prom like a more big deal than what it is because everyone's just kind of like prom you know like nobody's really excited for anything anymore because everyone's worried it's going to get taken away from them and I only know that because a lot of my teachers have talked about that and like the administration is trying to reach out and comfort students and talk to students about that. But it's just like, it just kind of comes with what's happening and there's not really much you can do, but we're trying our hardest. Well, I hope your prom happens. All right. I hope it Still. happens. Uh, now I could say that about every school. Um, and I'm, there's still giant, as we're recording this here in late April, there's still a lot of giant question marks right there. Is this going to happen? Is this going to happen? 
And judging by stuff you told me earlier, all three of you, like, uh-oh, it might not. So we'll see. Caroline, let's go to you. All right. Apathy. I don't know. Maybe you guys are terrific in Danville. that You don't have to worry about it that much. But how have you guys handled that situation? Um, I feel like for us, it's more of like, I would say a disparity of interests. Like some people are still extremely motivated, whereas some others just it's hard to be motivated in a time like this. So um, I think our teachers have done the best job that they can to like get students motivated, but it's just hard on everyone. So there are some students that are um, like excelling as they have in past years and they've been doing okay, but there are some other students that just um, aren't doing as well. And it's totally, I mean, this, what would you expect? I mean, we're living through a pandemic. We're doing Everyone's doing the best they can, so. Now, very quickly, a side question, Caroline. For folks who aren't familiar, Danville, where you're from, is the home of Geisinger Medical Center. Now, in central and northern Pennsylvania, that's a very well-known medical center system. There's lots of offices, um, you know, all over many, many counties and so on. But the big hospital is in your town. I don't right. know. Has the pandemic had more, what's the word I want, impact or more noise in your town because you got a big giant hospital sitting there? Or or is it just like any other town? I mean, um, I suppose. I A lot of the kids in our school obviously have like parents that are healthcare workers. So even whenever we were in lockdown, um, our parents were like still going to work and like taking care of others. So like, I feel like in that aspect, maybe, but I feel like it's kind of just, everyone's been hit by this. Like no one has been um, exempt from the pandemic. I mean, so yeah. Not on planet earth, they haven't. Nope. Right. Yeah. All right. We'll get back to the final segment of our Yearbooking Report podcast for May 2021 and summertime. Getting ready for next year's yearbook. Never too soon to do that. We're going to be talking with the three girls one more time. We're going to ask them, you know, what were some silver linings from this year? Things that went unexpectedly well. And then we're going to ask them for advice. And the girls all have some terrific advice for next year's yearbook staff. So stay tuned for more on that in just a moment. All right, now we're going to go off subject just a little bit. For schools this year, of course, this has been the roughest year ever. I mean, bar none. Earlier in one segment, we talked about apathy. And boy, that has hit every single school out there. I'm certain of that this year. A lot of schools have sort of, uh, shall we say, stumbled to the finish line this year. They really did. Maybe all of them did, actually. And now we're looking ahead to next year. Oh, my goodness. What are we going to do? How are we going to get back from this? What are we going to do? Well, Jostens has an event, thanks to our Jostens Renaissance Education effort, 30 years plus in the making. This is for any school out there, public school, private school, large school, small school, city school, rural school, Jostens school, non-Jostens school. Anyone who wishes to attend our annual Jostens Renaissance virtual conference. Yes, once again this year, it's going to be online, July 20 and 21 with a possible bonus day 
on July 22. That last day is actually going to be a very special, what we call, Leadership Academy. And so this isn't just for adults. Yes, students can take part in this. And actually, we encourage that for the Leadership Academy if you go for that third day on July 22. The lineup of speakers at this event is unbelievable. Uh, keynote speakers, uh, breakout speakers, all kinds of great speakers, experienced teachers, administrators, experts, researchers, all without the same purpose. How do we get ready for the next school year after we have just finished the most challenging school year ever? How do we bounce back? How do we change things? How do we move in a positive direction with our climate and our culture, especially school morale for students and adults? This is the event you need to attend. All right, now here's a website, jostens.com jrvc21. All right, jostens.com jrvc21. All the information is on the website. Yes, there is a charge for this event this year, but it is a very nominal charge. Again, no hotel, no meals, no transportation. You do it from your home. You can do it with a group from your school. There's both individual and group activities. All the information is on the website. Again, this is for literally any school out there. And I'm certain as this, every school out there is looking for answers this summer. Gosh, we just, oh, this past year, oh my goodness. You know, people retiring, people wanting to get out, kids losing track, kids not being motivated anymore. We need strategies and new ideas to meet a new school year come fall and hopefully turn that into the best school year in the history of your facility. It's that important. JRVC for 2021 will help you get there, but only if you sign up. Once again, all the information at jostens.com slash jrvc21. At the very least, check out the website, look it over, look at the activities, and I think you'll then agree, boy, these folks really have it together. I've got to attend this event. I'm already signed up, and so hopefully we'll see you there as well, because it is that important jostens.com slash jrvc21 you need to do this to get ready for the new school year all right let's get back to our final segment with our students caroline jocelyn and caitlin some very interesting information and advice all right so it's been a crazy year an insane year nutty year but I have to believe, girls, and Caroline, we'll start with you, that there have been some silver linings this year, like, hey, this turned out really great, or, hey, here's a new idea we've just tried in this situation, and it worked out really well. I don't know, Caroline, can you think of any silver linings from this crazy year we've been in that actually turned out pretty good? So I feel like for our book, we were able to cover a lot of like pop culture things that uh, ended up being great. Like we had a lot of good pages just based on things that everyone in our country was experiencing. So for example, we covered Black Lives Matter. We covered the election. That was um, a fun page to cover. Uh, 
we did the Ruth Bader Ginsburg into Amy Coney Barrett. Um, and we just covered a lot of politics um, and just things that were going on in our nation because I feel like 2020 and 2021, so many th crazy things happened. And how can you not like include that in the book? Because I feel like as high school students, it does impact us and it is a big part of our history. And part of your book is document that. And I think, although there has been a lot of terrible things happening in our country this year, um, I would kind of consider it a silver lining just because it gives us more stuff to cover. All right, now a quick follow-up. So you're saying that if this had been a quote, normal year, no pandemic, all right, some of the other things that happened maybe wouldn't have happened. You wouldn't have covered stories like that in a, in a quote, normal year? I think we would have covered stories like that. Um, but it's, I think, more noticeable this year because we had less student activities to cover. So we had to resort to other things, which I think in a way are almost sometimes more important to cover um, because it does like impact students. All right, Caitlin, let's jump to you. Now in your situation, silver linings this year, things that maybe you thought were gonna be a dud and hey, this turned out pretty well, or hey, we did something new we've never done before. What, what are some things for you? Um, so like I mentioned before, we actually did a lot of trends pages this year, which we haven't done in the past. Um, just because at our school right now, you have the option to be full remote um, with the school or at a Bella program, which is like an online school um or in person full time so we really had to you know talk to people this year and make sure everyone was covered in the book so i think that was something really cool we haven't done before um so we did a, a athletics trends page and a learning trends page so one of our questions was like do you prefer pencil or pen and so we went around each classroom and talked to people which i thought was really cool and really just you've got got to be more interactive this year which honestly i didn't think was going to happen okay all right I'll ask, pencil or pen? I like pen better. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think it was pretty much pencil. So then it was like wooden or mechanical. So oh, which I prefer mechanical if you're using right. pencil. We're getting too, we're getting too uh, picky <laughs> now. So we're going to move on. Jocelyn, all right. Silver linings this year. Now, again, of the, of the three of you, Jocelyn, your school spent the most time out. In other words, remote. All right. Because again, you started the year remote and it just kept going for a long time and then bouncing back and forth, you mentioned. But what are some silver linings maybe this year, Jocelyn, that things that worked out more, you know, surprisingly well or unexpectedly? What about your end? Go ahead. So kind of like what Caitlin said, that's exactly how our school is set up right now. So I'm going to kind of piggyback off of what she said. Um, we got to use a lot of new spreads this year that we never would have had room for before. So that gave us a lot of creative liberty to talk to every student. And our coverage report is like the best that it's ever been, I think. Um, the people who have bought the book, who are in the book, like the list is smaller than I've ever seen it. And it's just because we've had opportunities to ask people questions. Like we have a catch my thrift spread. So we talked to people who went thrifting um we're going to do a whole spread on senior week this year we're going to do a spread where people get to show off their cars which we've never had room for before we did a best friend spread where everyone got to talk about their best friend we did all kinds of fun stuff like that 
And I just think it's exciting that we get to do that and that we're back in school. And like we had people come in the classroom today and take like a sneak peek at our yearbook. And everyone was just like so excited for it. And everyone just loves that we get to have a yearbook this year because we haven't gotten to have anything else yet. And everyone's just super stoked. Hey, that, that's great news. That's great to hear. And by the way, when you mentioned about the spread about cars here at my end, I just ca- quietly went, yes, yes, people love their cars. That's a great spread. I love that. All right. Now let's stick with you, Jocelyn. Let's kind of flip that question around a little bit. What's the wildest thing that happened this school year? And it could be your book, or it just could be school in general, over and above all the crazy stuff. What's the wildest thing that maybe happened to you or that you noticed? Oh, she's she's looking over for advice. (laughs) Yeah, because she goes to school with me. So I'm thinking, like, what's the craziest thing that's happened this year? Come on. We live in a public, we go to public school. So every day is like being on MTV. So (laughs) it's pretty crazy all the time. I don't really know if I have like a specific thing. I don't know. All right. We'll leave leave that one there. Every day is like (laughs) MTV. All right. That's interesting. Whoa. Uh, Caroline, let's go to you. Come on now. What's something wild or unexpected that happened sometime this year? What do you have? Come on. I don't even know. (laughs) It's just... So everything's been normal. No, no, not everything's been normal. Um, What's the craziest mask you saw this year? Craziest mask? Yes. The crazy ones, I think, are the ones with the clear, um, like, so they have the mask and then they have like your mouth. And I just think that's crazy. Like, I think it's weird and kind of, I don't know. I don't like it kind of creepy isn't it yeah Yeah. okay we're so used to not seeing somebody's face that when we see their teeth it's like ooh. it's just it's part of your face is cut out and it's just like it's weird it's it doesn't go well i'd rather just have it covered up i think it's better (laughs) a lot of our language teachers actually did it which like it made sense but it, it it's just i don't know okay all right not i'm not a fan all right, Caitlin, big finish here. Help me out. Something wild that happened this year that maybe um, normally wouldn't happen. I don't even know. I think there's been twice this year that they wait till like three o'clock and they tell us like, you're not coming back for the rest of the week. So take everything home. And it's just like, okay, like, I don't know. It's kind of become our new normal, but I think that's just kind of crazy that ha- that happens this year. <laughs> so they wait till the, what, the end of the day to drop this on you. Yeah, so just like last week, it was last Tuesday, um, they came over the announcements, we get out at 3.05, 3 o'clock, they were like, um, we've been recommended to shut down, so take your stuff home, we'll see you next week, hopefully. <laughs> Why didn't they just drop the ball on that one, like, at lunchtime or something? I know, so we could be prepared, but I mean, I think everyone would just start freaking out, so maybe that's why they wait, but now the situation know. could be, you know, uh, I mean, your school officials, I really feel for them, all three of, all three of your schools. You know, your principals and administrators have had to make some really tough decisions this year. And that they may have literally gotten a call from some official state person at five till three. Okay, shut things down, click. And then it's like, oh, wonderful. Now I get to give the bad news. That could be it. 
all right? Maybe your principal or whatever wasn't sitting on it. They literally got the call minutes before they told you. Oh, what a crazy year. Anyway, all right, last question. We've had a good discussion here. I've had a lot of fun with this. Let me ask each one of you. Now, let me start with Caroline here first because Caroline, you're a junior. You're coming back next year, all right? You've got one more year. Advice for next year's group. And it could be anything. It could be something you took from this crazy year we've been in. Or here's what we've done with the book. Now, next year, boom. What's some advice for next year's group? Caroline, you go first. Um, I would say advice for next year's group is to go out and cover things that you don't normally cover. Like kind of get out of your bubble. Don't cover the same sport the whole entire time because you might come and cover like uh, drama or uh, art or some kind of science lab. And it ends up being a lot of fun. And you just learn a lot of uh, things that you wouldn't um, learn if you were just staying inside your comfort zone and just covering the same thing over and over again. All right. Um, yeah. Go ahead. Anything else? I think that's it. All right. Some good advice. All right, Jocelyn, let's go to you next. All right. Now you're graduating. You're going off to, I'm assuming you're going off to college or something. Is that right? Yeah, I'm going to St. Francis for elementary education. You want to be a teacher? Yes. Are you insane? <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> After this year, you want to be a teacher? Yeah. Hasn't changed your mind. All right. Hey. I'm applauding. Yay. That's All right. There you go. What's some advice for next year's group? What would you tell them? Don't procrastinate because I was a huge procrastinator, which it helps sometimes, but you never know when your school is going to be like, Hey, you're not coming in tomorrow. And then you're supposed to get pictures that day and your spreads due Friday. Like don't procrastinate. <laughs> Just don't do it. <laughs> All right. Very good. All right, Caitlin, you're last. Now, again, you mentioned you're going to Penn State here come fall. Uh, what is some advice you would give to next year's group? Now, Caitlin, I think you mentioned this year you were the only returning member. Is that correct? Did I hear that right? Yes, that's correct. Okay. So if you're leaving, I don't know, does that mean that you've got a full stable of fully trained people? Or is Mr. Weigold going to be pulling his hair out next year? What? How's that going to work? Um, I think a little bit of both. Um, I think we have two other people coming back. So he's going to have a lot of newbies again this year. Um, but honestly, I would just say have fun with it. I mean, it's honestly such a cool job. Looking back at it three years ago, I never would have thought like, oh, I'll be the editor. But um, it really hit me last year when we were doing our 100th edition book. And I was looking through the football history and one of the seasons were canceled because of the pandemic, the flu pandemic. And I was like, wow, that's so crazy. Like, can't even imagine that happening but um you know people are going to look back at the book 100 years from now again and be like wow the, the pandemic like you're really creating a history book so really just have fun and enjoy it like it's so cool great all right girls i tell you what i really appreciate you taking the time on an evening here in late april to share some uh some ideas and some perspectives and so on so caroline let me say thank you very much i appreciate your time thanks for being here and Caitlin, thank you very much. Thank you for having me. And Jocelyn, enjoy your car ride, all right? Thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs>
Once again, thanks to the girls, Caroline, Jocelyn, Caitlin. They were terrific. I appreciated them taking time out of the, what I'm sure is busy schedules, including Jocelyn in her car. <laughs> that was different. What we ever do before smartphones, anyway? But all worked out well. Those are three terrific young ladies and their parents and whatever families, they should be absolutely proud of those three girls. They are terrific. And they come from three terrific yearbook staffs. Uh, their books this year, awesome. Just fantastic books that I know all of the people at their respective schools are really, really gonna like. Now, once again, this is planned as our summer episode. Now, maybe come summer, something weird will happen and we'll decide to do another podcast update. If so, of course, we'll let you know. Hopefully you're kind of signed up to be, you know, uh, advised when new episodes are, are, are put up on the uh, web. So uh, definitely uh, check them out. In the meantime, folks, take some downtime this summer. Enjoy yourself after this unbelievably stressful year. And if all goes well, we will start season four of the Yearbooking Report sometime in mid-August. So folks, have a good one, and we will hope to see you then.